At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today, the Biden economy continues to miss expectations, but the Democrats say we're doing just fine and they have the graphs to prove it. Also, 80 Republicans vote to create a vaccine database federally. Uh, It's a story you're probably not going to hear many other places, but we've got it all for you and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and White Matters. It is Friday, and I am Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, here today with, this is going to be a good show, here today with Yaku Buyans, Blaze TV contributor and host of the Yaku Buyans show. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I know you are straight back from the border. Like, um, literally. Yes, and <laughs> we actually, we're going to talk about the border later on in the program, yeah. so I can't wait to get your feedback Thank on you. that. Also joined by political commentator uh, Caleb Bonham, who I, we like to joke is, was just like hanging around outside one day, and we just said, hey, do you want to come, come to the show? Yeah. Uh, we thought maybe you were homeless, but... Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. far off. Well, last time I saw you, your hair was much longer. Oh, yeah, yeah. It all, it all came off, and... Faster and lighter, jump higher. Don't I, even I need like, the Nikes. <laughs> I yeah. like the cut. The yeah. Streamlined. Yeah. I went from shoulder length to yeah, buzz battle, so. battle ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, good to see you both. Thanks for being here. Um, so let's get into, I just, I find this fascinating. The Biden administration and the Democrats in general just keep coming up with all of these like Stasi level propaganda um, to try to make the public think that they are doing so great, even though, you know, it's like, Don't believe your eyes. Believe what we're telling you instead. Uh, So the November jobs report came out and it, of course, showed poor numbers for the economy with growth in new jobs not even reaching 50 percent of what the financial experts had thought that that it would. Um, But still, we had Joe Biden coming out, talking about uh, the the jobs report and saying that we are looking actually at the sharpest one year decline in unemployment ever. Don't listen to all of that other nonsense. Just focus on what I'm telling you. Watch. This year, we can reflect on an extraordinary bit of progress. He sounds Our economy is markedly stronger than it was a year ago. And today, the incredible news that our unemployment rate has fallen to 4.2 percent. Is this a hologram? At this point in the year, we're looking at the sharpest one-year decline in unemployment ever. Simply put, America, America is back to work, and our jobs recovery is going very strong. Today's historic drop in unemployment rate includes dramatic improvements for workers who have often seen higher wages and higher levels of unemployment excuse me, higher levels of unemployment, they are receiving higher wages. And the rate of black and Hispanic unemployment is also dropping sharply. I don't know what, what's going on with him. He, I don't know if that, is that a hologram? I'm not quite sure uh, what's going on with Joe Biden, but you can hear some sort of, I don't know, sickness, tired exhaustion in his voice. Um, but let, let's go over some of these numbers really quickly, and I want to get your thoughts, guys. And I also want to play uh, even someone like CNBC, what their reaction was, even though they're a Biden ally. So these jobs numbers actually arrived uh, before 
all of this Omicron yeah. variant yeah. really happened. So we don't know what that even added to it. But um, the retail sector lost 20,000 jobs last month. Transportation and warehousing uh, added 50,000. The, unemploy- the unemployment rate fell slightly to 4.2. But um, non-farm payrolls increased by 210,000, which are like, oh, that's great. It's an increase. But uh, the estimate for Dow Jones was 573,000 new jobs. So just a little off the mark there. Um, let me play for you before before I go to you guys, let me play for you CNBC, who, again, when you hear CNBC, when you hear MSNBC, when you hear CNN actually acknowledging that these are not good numbers, you know that the administration is in trouble here. Watch. So our November uh, jobs report is coming out. 210,000 on non-farm payrolls, a huge miss. 235,000 on private payrolls and if we look at what's going on with regard to the change in manufacturing, 31,000. That's also a bit of a miss. Oh, not good uh, for the Biden administration, gentlemen. Yeah, I, I, you know, sometimes I like to reduce things down to just what's, what's palpable, right? And I just ask people, Americans, simple. Have you noticed longer wait lines? Have you noticed that stores close in your community? Or service. Or service, or, or we can't see more than 20% of capacity. And then just ask the owner of the restaurant why, and he's going, or she is going to tell you, right, we can't find workers. And this is not that they can't find workers because there aren't people in the population. It's like people were entitled not to work. Mm-hmm. And so we're losing jobs. There's a beautiful little restaurant in Frisco, Texas called Tri-Tip Grill. They're closed, not because there's no patrons. They're closed because he can't find employees okay Mm -hmm. they're giving their jobs up particularly young men between the age of 18 and 25 only 12.5 percent of american men between 18 and 25 feel like it's necessary to keep a job that's so 12.5 percent think it's necessary to keep these are fathers of the future by the way okay right the entitlement is ranked so this is such nonsense i say just reduce it down and say are you feeling the stress when you call for phone lines waiting hey we don't have employees then you know this president is lying to you. It's a bold face. Actually, he doesn't even know what he's saying. He's reading a script that he didn't write. Mm-hmm. Right? That, yeah, that's what yeah. this is about. Yeah. I have a really tough time making sense of what is going on in the economy. So <clears throat> a lot of you know, some of the topics we're going to be talking about today is like it's political messaging is what a lot of this is. Yeah. There are some good signs in the economy. I think it's unfair for any conservative or any political analyst to take a look at this and say it's all bad. Workforce participation, labor force participation did incrementally go up. You saw a decrease in unemployment. I mean, unemployment is at 4.2%. That is a fantastic unemployment number, but I think there's... That's messaging. There's reasons behind those those numbers that people need to understand further. Um, When you take a look at discouraged workers and who's not actually participating in the workforce, and exactly what you said, when you see these numbers, they look like they're moving in the right direction. But when you take a look at your community, you know it's not moving in the right direction. Inflation is increasing uh, significantly, exponentially. You're seeing service industries Mm -hmm. not uh, able to offer what they're wanting to offer. And I can't put a reason on it. I also don't think there's a valid reason to say that people are giving up their jobs or their livelihood simply because they're getting paid $1,000 a month by the government. Nobody is able to live on that well, from try, the government. Try this on for size. Uh, there also are a large amount of people who are getting forced out due to vaccine yeah. mandates when Correct. they don't want to get the vaccine. Correct. So that yeah. may be yeah. part of it, too. Which, yeah, and 
it's all political maneuvering, which is also that vaccine mandate, because mm-hmm. that hasn't come into full effect yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very but odd time politically. making employers put pressure on, like he's Absolutely. asking them to continue Absolutely. implementing it, even though it's but, not But to legal. your point, I'll say something like this. Again, to reduce it down, have you noticed the increase in your price of a cup of Starbucks oh, yeah. coffee? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Significantly. Yeah. And it's not just product supply. We're in the coffee business. It's not mm-hmm. just product supply. It is also the, 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 the employees demanding higher pay. Yeah. It is less employees. They're working longer hours and shifts. So you have to see, does it actually affect the consumer? Because then something is wrong. Because I have lost complete faith mm-hmm. in any of the polling in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So when I look at 4.2%, I don't trust it. How are you polling? Who are you asking? Who's reporting unemployment or not? But it's not like they have a drone that flies over every house and they know who's employed and unemployed. You know, so people have to report unemployment. They've got to claim unemployment. I know people in my own family you know, that are elderly that can't get unemployment for some reason. And so, so I'm just telling you, I don't trust the system. I don't trust this administration for nothing. Any number they give me, I go proof and verify. I'm sorry, I, because, because I just look at the general things, at the pump, at the store, hyperinflation. He won't admit inflation, you know, and later we're going to cover a story on gas. So yeah. I, I just call for an absolute audit of everything they say. So, so let's get to that, the gas thing, because I think that it goes right in with what you guys are saying. Uh, apparently, I don't think, Control, do we have the original tweet from Matt Iglesias? I don't think that we do. Um, but initially, Matt Iglesias uh, had tweeted out something about, basically very sarcastic about uh, Joe Biden and how, he, how gas has risen, gas prices have risen uh, during his administration. And I guess the uh, Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee like thought that he was being serious and they reformulated his graph and posted it on Twitter, if we could show that. So <laughs> it says, thanks, Joe Biden. And I mean, if you're just looking at the line, right, you're literally looking at nothing else. You're like, oh, wow, that's a pretty significant trend downwards. Well, then you look at the X and Y axis and notice that we're talking about what, uh, not even two cents. uh, And how many, how many days is that? Two days, three days, one week. So it's not actually that, like, I'm not sure that bragging about saving two cents uh, on gas within a week when the cost of gas has risen astronomically since he uh, came into office. I'm just not sure that you can uh, make Americans believe that. So let's show really quickly. Here's from the Washington Post, which shows uh, kind of more a, a better plot line of from January to where we're at now. Oh, look at that increase. And then the DCCC just clipped <laughs> the last couple days of it and said, look, we saved you two cents on gas. It's feeling a lot like deja vu when they told you that they were saving you 16 cents on your July 4th cookout. It's, it's so. political messaging. <laughs> yeah. they, they come to the table and they're like, oh, for the, for the immediate uh, tweet purpose, we're going to try to make this point and make people think that things are going well. When the reality is, if you look at it in, a, in an informed context, yeah. things are going disastrously. I mean, well, but, it's like, no, how, you, how yeah. do they, everyone fills up their tanks, right? Yeah. Like, this, they're like, this is why I, I say, know that yeah. this isn't true. Exactly. I'm filling up my own damn tank. This is why I plead with Americans, why I said it earlier, earlier, reduce it down to what you experience and see with your own eyes. Don't listen. Don't listen. Even listen to us. Don't listen to the well, RNC. Listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> listen to Sarah. But, but what I'm saying is just, just put the noise aside. Are you paying more at the pump? Yeah. Yes. 
The president's telling you you're paying less. Mm. You pay $2 a gallon for regular under Trump. That's a fact. We can, you can't rewrite history. But what they do is they take a snapshot because it sticks. We learn visually. Mm-hmm. It goes on a billboard. It sticks. Mm-hmm. If, if they put on a billboard, you know, all women have 10 toes, they'll believe that too. I mean, this is just what they'll do. All birthing people okay? have 10 toes. Yeah, be careful. All birthing people it's is what they'll say. Because there's no such thing. There's two <laughs> genders. There's two genders. Two, 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 two. Or push a baby out of your womb if you're a man. I challenge you. But no, but this is what they do. They'll take a snapshot yeah. and they were like, oh, we can use this. There was a blip down for two days. Snap it, grab it, post it. We're doing well, guys. No, go back. You pay $2. You're paying Heck, you're about to pay three seventy-five for regular, right? Yeah. It's a disaster. It just doesn't. It also, though, doesn't jive with what they are trying to uh, promote at the same time that they're saying, yeah, we know oil and gas is really high. That's why we need to move to green energy, right? They're pushing that at the same time. And some might say that maybe they had an ulterior motive and they were doing it on purpose, shutting down pipelines on purpose to raise the, the cost of oil and gas so that they could say, look, this is why we need green energy. But... They're doing that at the same time that they're saying, look, we're making your oil and gas less. So it's like these things don't even jive together. It's, it's incrementalism. Yeah. If they can consistently, right. if they know people can, because people in America can still pay $4 or three something a gallon for gas because they are. I mean, the market has shown that. Uh, but we're not loving it. Right. Uh, but they know that they need to push people into an area where they want them to be, which is they want to stop fossil fuel uh, production mm-hmm. and usage. They want to push people but into a more mess. But you, you can't, can't leap there. You can't leap there. there. So you go incrementally. And, 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 and liberal, progressive agendas are most rapidly advanced through chaos. Mm-hmm. So the, the quicker they're able to get people upset about a particular industry, the quicker they're able to build that narrative that it's the industry's fault, the quicker they'll be able to swoop in with their solution, which is not going to be a solution at all. It's yeah. going to be a disaster. Um, and, and, and advance what they want. Increase taxes, increase control over travel, increase uh, monetization and um, mass transit and everything that they want to really push, uh, which makes no sense for a majority of the country. Um, but that really ultimately is their goal. And I think they have no problem seeing gas prices this high because if they did have a problem with it, the solution is in America. We have the ability to be energy independent. Mm-hmm. They are willingly making the choice to not be. And uh, Americans should know that. I mean, in specific contrast to what the previous president had done, right? It's like they're, they literally, Joe Biden was like, I'm going to undo everything Trump did. And the left was like, yes, awesome. And now we're seeing it. I, I want people to truly understand the ramifications of this because it's not just what you pay at the pump. Israel today is flying fully loaded F-16s, F-18s in full mock drills to attack Iran because oil is a conversation in the Middle East again. Mm. It's a conversation. Who made it a conversation? Joe Biden made oil a conversation in the Middle East by shutting down our pipelines, by saying we cannot be energy independent. We were fully, we were a net exporter of energy. We crippled the Middle East in oil. They looked at, we're talking about Mohammed bin Salman. Okay, the leader of the Middle East said, oil is no longer our future. We're starting to build neom, uh, tech cities. We're starting entertainment because oil will not be our future because they thought Trump's going to have eight years. We're going to be crippled. Joe Biden said, no, don't worry. We'll take care of you. War will come back to the Middle East. There's massive geopolitical ramifications when Mm. the U.S. is an energy purchaser, right? This is not just at the pump. It's bad at the pump, but it is destabilizing the, the planet. And they want that. And they will push you, push you until there is no point of return. Because at 275, 374, you can still manage. When it gets to five something and then it comes to, hey, now you're fully dependent and they shut it off. Mm -hmm. You go green or die. 
then, then there's no resource, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bonner Wines. So uh, I, if you're hosting your all Christmas family gathering this year, um, it's really hard whenever you go to the liquor store and you're looking at like all of this wine, which, by the way, has inflated prices because you've got the middleman of the liquor store there selling it to you. And you're like, I, all of these look the same to me. I don't remember what people like. What do I get? I want to make sure that I have a wine that everyone is going to enjoy. you got to go with Bonner Private Wines. They have these extreme altitude wines. They are unlike anything you've ever tasted. They've got blackberry, smoke, a little dark cherry, hints of all of those. It's also, by the way, this is what I personally love about it. It's healthier than the other wines. It has 10 times more resveratrol, 90% less sugar. They don't have any additives and no dyes. Uh, Bonner Private Wines are bringing these rare wines to Americans for Christmas and throughout the holiday season to enjoy with your family and friends or give it as a special gift. you got to go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash why you will get this extreme altitude wine for about half the price. There's no middleman. You don't have to go to the store. You can do it all direct. All right. There's no need for a promo code. Uh, shipping deadline for Christmas delivery is December 15th. So hurry over there it is bonnerprivatewines.com slash why that is bonnerprivatewines.com slash why. Uh, the House of Representatives has passed a bill. I, I have not seen a lot of coverage on it, and I happened to get wind of it and was like, why is everyone not talking about this? It would establish a federal vaccination database. Uh, there were 80 Republicans, including Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who uh, helped pass this. Of course, it, the, the left voted for it unanimously, 214 yeas. 80 Republicans joined them. 130 Republicans voted against the bill. Um, and it is going to spend, if it passes through the Senate, $400 million on an immunization system, data modernization and expansion. Uh, they say, don't worry, though, because they say it would be confidential, uh, population-based, computerized database that records immunization doses administered by any healthcare provider to persons within the geographic area covered by that database. Oh, and by the way, they will send you these sweet little reminder messages whenever your boosters uh, are due. So they'll notify people. And uh, confidential just means confidential from the public until, of course, like records are released, like we see happen with the IRS and uh, Department of Defense. And uh, it's all confidential and not to be used for anything nefarious until it is. I can't possibly, though, see this Who time believes of, this? Right. Who believes that the government is going to keep something like this confidential? Uh, uh, apparently 80 freaking Republicans they, who are worthless. That's unbelievable. And <laughs> it's, how, how can you look at what this administration has done so far in just, what, 10 months and think that they do not have the capability to abuse this? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and for anybody that cares, I think a lot of people are turned off because they are afraid of how they're perceived by their friend, mm -hmm. by their social mm -hmm. crowd, that they don't want to be perceived as anti-vax or anti-mask, mm -hmm. knowing that there's actually some deep thought that can go into positions that are hesitant towards vaccination and skeptical of mask efficiency when it's hanging off your nose and it's flapping around, okay? <laughs> they're, they're scared. We've developed a culture that is scared of actually thinking deeply. Yeah. And that transitions into this. If you think for a second that the government's going to come in and have a database on what you have in your body Mm -hmm. And they're going to keep that quiet and confidential and not use that against you. And in fact, use that so that I think one of the purposes I saw in that was so that uh, places that require vaccinations have ease of uh, confirmation. Oh, okay. That okay. is so 
Orwellian, mm -hmm. that, that we have, we've hit it. It's not 1984 anymore, it's 2021. It's real. And the fact that people aren't standing up and literally just flooding those representative phone offices, yeah. just destroying their email boxes with complaints and, and going to their district offices and saying, this is unacceptable, is very concerning because now's the time to stand up and say, enough. Because if you don't do it now, we're not gonna have the freedoms when it actually starts to matter. Yeah, yeah when you Amen. give a freedom up, you never get it back. I'll say this to you, I have two friends on your show from Poland, mm -hmm. okay? If you ask them that day, this is what happens. They'll have a database. How do you enforce the database? What is it for? Again, practical application, they have an app in Europe, all through Europe. Your app has your VAX record on the app. When asked, you have to show the app. For what? For travel access in Europe, for restaurant access in Europe. So it's not private. None of it is private. A, a regular a bellman at a hotel can ask them, show me your VAX papers. This is real today. This is today. This is where they're going. And they also started with just, we, we want to know who was vaccinated or not. And it's like, okay, now mandatory, you have to have the app. In country, not even international travel, to go in a restaurant. Here, here it is. Here's my VAX record. Oops, sorry, you missed three boosters. What's, public, what's private about that? It's all public. Well, that's 100%. the argument they're making. They're arguing that it shouldn't be pu a private information because it's a public pandemic and your decisions right. But they're telling others. you and it's so not going to be public. I, I, right. Yeah, but then that's what people it should understand. Public, it will 100%. be public. It will be public. So here's what I'm going to say. The 80 that voted, including Dan Crenshaw, the 80 that voted for this, this is breakup hour. You now need to break up with your, with, with your official that's representing you. Mm -hmm. This is a time for you to break up. This is divorce. You need to divorce those that voted yes on this and let them know I'm divorcing you. You no longer have my vote. You no longer have my dollar. I will now hurt you in places where I'm going to take your job from you because you're trying to take my life from me. You want to be a politician? I'm going to cancel you as a po I'm not a cancel culture guy, but it's elected officials, right? Yeah. Break up. This is time. The 80, put the names out there and say... That's it. I tweeted. I tweeted an article for those of you who want to see who uh, who all voted for this bill. I did tweet an article out uh, on my Twitter today that did list every single person, so you can check and see if your representative is one of them. Uh, but you know, it is interesting too because for all the Republicans who say, "My gosh, we should never have a database of who owns guns." I'd love to see which ones of those, uh, you know, you, link oh, up oh, okay. with the ones so who just voted this, for this. You give them this database, you think <laughs> right. they're not well, going to have other data? But that's a great that's example. The guns is I a mean, great example. It's so like, you guys know that's a bad idea with guns. We've How talked does that about, translate over? You don't want to have a federal database of gun owners, and they've said that they don't. But when gun stores go out of business, all of that information is transported over, and there actually are databases yeah. of who owns guns. And so this concept, whatever the government is telling you, they are lying. 100%. Yeah, they are yeah, lying. Exactly. All the time. And it is exactly. a very simple, you know, and, and, and this is the same way the, the left thinks anytime a corporation says something, they are lying. You know, I can start to agree with that, too. Yeah. Uh, you are being lied to every, all, all the time. Uh, you go through the airports, you know, when, when COVID hit, they were saying, oh, we're going to clean the airplane for eight hours to make sure that it is sanitized and clean. You're telling me they're cleaning every airplane for eight hours, <laughs> and the mean, average it person in the gate, no. It is a complete nonsense yeah. lie. Sun, let me let, let me give you guys the because I feel like this goes along with what 
we're talking about, you know, you have the Biden administration. God, who could ever fathom that they might abuse their power here? They've only been doing it since day one. Uh, Jen Psaki, the poor man's peppermint patty over here, White House press secretary, was asked about uh, testing mandates or vaccine mandates for domestic, domestic air travel. She See? says they're not going to rule anything out. All right, See? watch. Yeah. With the testing, public health people are saying, well, why not just ship tests ship these rapid tests to every American household? Or yeah. why not require a vaccine or a test to fly domestically? Why not go further in the direction of, of you know, public health and mandates, given the potential risk and the fact that we're headed into winter? Sure. Well, one, I would say that um, nothing is off the table, um, so and uh, including domestic travel. Um, and But we do have some protections, some strong protections in place already, including requirement of mask wearing, which was extended, doubling of fines if people are not in compliance. Um, we think How we look at this uh, is, of course, we base our decisions on the advice of the health and medical experts, what's going to be most effective, and what is we can implement, uh, what is most important implementable. So we look at a range of factors as we make decisions about what steps we can put in place. Uh, so again, nothing's off the table. Nothing's off the table. Nothing's off the table, but you have 80 Republicans who aren't worth a crap who thought it would be a good idea to further this administration's abuse of power. Nothing's Incredible. off the table is pretty broad. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know. can I get in my car and travel across state boundaries? Can I go? Nothing's off the they, table. Nothing's off the table. They will never, ever put a stake in the ground on anything. They, that's why they can't tell you how many genders there are. They will never stake but, it. But even if they do, what because Joe Biden you, did before, I, what I won't say, have yeah, a mask what she's mandate. To I you, what she's saying to you, sorry, Sarah, is we're going to push you as far as you let us. Yeah, yeah well, you, that's it, true. It's you will be forced yep. to care. Yep. If you don't want to comply, you will be forced to comply. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, all right. We've now that I've fired these guys up, we gotta. I gotta. I gotta go to break really quickly. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Raycon. So uh, you know, I, we're talking about Christmas. I'm sure you are aware that it is what December third. Christmas is around the corner. Uh, you inundated with a bunch of gift guides, gift for moms, gift for guys, gift for your neighbors, cousins, dog, whoever the case may be. Um, you'd gotta like. Who do I get this for? Who, who, what do I get for this person? What do I get for this person? What do I get for this person? We're making it really easy for you guys here at the news and why it matters. Uh, so now is the time for me to tell you, just get a Raycon, okay? Raycon wireless earbuds. Uh, they give amazing audio quality if you're using them for podcasts, whether you're using them when you go work out. But the greatest part, like the thing that I love the most about my Raycons, and by the way, I did buy them for my mom and my mom loves them as well, is that they don't have those stems that come out of your ears like some of their competitors. They're gonna like weigh your ear down and stuff like that. It fits very, very comfortably all the way inside your ear. Uh, with their latest model, you get three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass. And they've got a bunch of different colors that you can pick uh, to make sure that whoever it is that you're buying for, you get one that suits them. They've got free shipping, free returns. Uh, you gotta go there, all right? These are really, really, really awesome, awesome earbuds. Uh, right now, my listeners will get 15% off site-wide with code HOLIDAY at buyraycon.com slash Y. That is B-U-Y, buyraycon.com slash Y. Use code HOLIDAY to get 15% off of your order.
so I think that this will come, uh, well, I don't know. It may shock you. I think nothing shocks us anymore. Uh, but Joe Biden, you know, you remember way back when, when he was a candidate, he promised to decrease the detainment of illegal aliens. Uh, it actually, a new report has shown that uh, the number of illegal immigrants detained in Texas immigration detention facilities is up more than 50 percent since Biden entered office. But that's just up more than half when he promised to decrease them. So uh, that's totally fine. Nothing to see here. Uh, Apparently, there was a memo by the Biden administration that was uh, uncovered by the Texas Tribune that uh, they said to concentrate on detaining undocumented immigrants suspected of terrorism or espionage, those who entered the country illegally after November 1st, 2020, and those convicted of an aggravated felony. All of those have largely been ignored. Um, And Yaku, I want to um, I want to go to you first on this because I know that you uh, were just there at the border. I just talked to you. You see on that the phone picture? When you got I'll show off. you a picture. That's what? me yesterday. That's me the last two days in Eagle Pass in in Del Rio yeah. in Kenny County. Yeah, I just got the off ground. the phone with you last night after you landed, so I know you were just there. Um, but um, I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on what is actually going on there. And, and I want to bring up really quickly, too, before I get to your thoughts, gentlemen, that uh, the, the Biden administration quietly reached a deal this week with uh, the Mexican government to relaunch the Remain in Mexico program that yes. we were told uh, that President Trump was very xenophobic and racist for implementing. And here we are, the Biden administration is like, well, it looks like that was actually a great idea. We want to do that now. Yeah, so here's the word on the ground. Remain in Mexico is supposed to start, you know, December 15th. It, uh, the, the Mexican side of the border is laughing at it. Mm. It's not going to deter them one. I got a cartel member on camera the last two days. For the first, took me a year to get this. This is the messaging for Border Patrol, okay? This is the messaging. And I'm standing on the border. I'll show you video. This is what they say. Whether it's state troopers or whether it is National Guard or their... Uh, H1 Hummers that don't have engines in it, that can't drive, that's just standing there as props, you know. This is the messaging. We are here, and I quote, we are here to support the refugees. That's it. No, you're not. not. No, you're not. You signed up to protect the U.S. against foreign and domestic threats. You're here to protect the border. Sir, this is a 21-year-old but, kid. But hold on, but hold on. You, you're saying you had this conversation with him, and that's, Numerous what, you, times. And that's what you replied with. I just yes. want to make sure that, that I know reply. that, but I just want to make my sure the audience is My reply to him is no son, and I used the word son, because <laughs> he was 21, wet behind the edge, no son. You signed up because I had to swear that allegiance as an immigrant to this mm-hmm. country. You're here to defend America and this border. As I'm standing in the Rio, in the Rio Grande, he says, and he repeats, and he says, sir, we are here to support the refugees. Now, I'm telling you, I'm tracking them, and other things happened yesterday. Through the river, sit down, will not frisk them, not allowed to, not allowed to ask them if they have fentanyl or drugs, can't touch them, will not interview them. There's zero interview happening. Zero. Not because they don't want to. They'll lose their jobs. Mm. They'll be dishonorably discharged. They can't, right? They call a van, the van shows up, they take them to the processing center, the processing center, they get a shower, $1,300, where are you going? Virginia, they get on a bus into the United States. Or Laughlin Airport, where I was two days ago, on a plane, if you're a child, and you're flown into Florida, you're flown to Alexandria base, this is the reality. They are told to say this, we are here to support the refugees. Number one, they're not refugees. They don't have refugee status. You should see the documentation that I have in hand Mm -hmm. that they come with. Falsified documentation that tells them if they cross the border, they'll be an American citizen. Mm. This is in Spanish. 
Honduras, Guatemala, Nicaragua, 50 women. I'm standing with 50 women and children yesterday through the field. Yesterday, myself, 50 women from Nicaragua, 30 days walking. I asked, how did it start? They told us we'll become citizens if we just make it to the U.S. What was more difficult, coming through the cartel or getting into the U.S.? Oh, through the cartel. Way more difficult getting to the border. Once we cross the border, they walk across, they sit down. Yeah, it's Because they know the bus is coming mm-hmm. and they're going... Into the United States. And, and that's what I think uh, is important for the audience to understand is you thinking that the detainments have gone up means that we're somehow catching them and sending them back um, is not correct. <laughs> that's not actually what's happening. This is not good if you are not a fan of uh, strangers coming into your country who have not been properly vetted. Oh, yeah. I, was, I, was uh, I was down in Del Rio maybe a month and a half, two months ago. Mm-hmm. And we were staying at a ranch, yep. uh, ranch that bordered uh, the Del Rio, or the uh, the Rio, and you saw cars park across the river. Yep. Um, and previously, you would have uh, patrol yeah. on the top of the hill watching out yeah. and stopping people from entering. Said, ever since the Biden administration came in, they pulled all of that. They were on 24-hour watch, they pulled it all. You'd see lights pop up in the middle of a field at one in the morning, and they just kind of pop up, and you know it's people coming across. It's cartel members, they, they're using innocent people as um, distractions mm-hmm. uh, as they bring across other drugs and trafficking mm-hmm. all sorts of, of people and you know horrible stuff. So everything Yako just described is 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is out of control mm-hmm. and we don't have an administration that has any interest in actually showing some leadership and saying we're a sovereign nation. That's We're right. going to control this nation mm-hmm. and we still love people. We can be compassionate but Having leadership and, and, and knowing the direction you're heading is the only way to be compassionate yeah. to people, to yeah. both your citizens and to the others. So, Do you, do you guys feel like, because I, I sometimes feel like the administration themselves realize that this is not a workable thing, but they re- also realize that the radicalized sector of their party will not allow them to, right. you know, like the Remain in Mexico thing. To- it's like they'll get so much flack from their own party if they are very transparent about they that. They know they'll get away with it. Yeah. So the, the reason, so the Remain in Mexico policy, a Trump era policy, they're not changing. Where has that been covered? I didn't see AOC on the border uh, in, in five tweets crying right. Right. in dramatic fashion. The same way that the they knew the Obama administration wouldn't be hit yeah. for their uh, yep. uh, cages and yep. all the stuff that they were doing, and they just used the same thing and hit Trump with it, yeah. as if well, that was his own in, initiated program. Right. Yeah. They know that they have a built-in complex to protect them, and so they operate within those confines mm-hmm. of, of yeah, look, I can't, yeah. I can't run tours to the border because it's not a tourist site. We go in there to rescue children. We, we do things, right? But here's what I'll tell all Americans, what you have to understand. Even if you built a wall across the whole border, right, that itself is not sufficient. You have to have a policy that we are a sovereign nation because you've got, you've got 1,900 miles. You couldn't put a million soldiers on the border and say that alone is going to defend the border. We're talking about private property, 20,000 acre ranch, where we have 150 children coming across a corn f- uh, watermelon field, right? You can't possibly, you know, build what it has to be walls, barriers, and policy. Do you know that the Water Commission, this is not reported, do you know that the Water Commission we're a part of makes the Rio go down five feet every night and drops it below knee level? This is not a difficult river to pass. <sighs> 
Okay, and this wow. is documented. I shoot every night, 5 p.m. You go, the water level goes down five feet. They pull the agents from to do paperwork, to administration. I document this. I go at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm with Border Patrol. I go back 8 p.m. They're no longer there. It's optics, right? It, unless there's a policy that says you cannot enter the United States unless you come through a legal port of entry, if you cross, you will be deported, you will be arrested, you will have a record, and you will not be able to re-enter the United States five, ten years as it should work under immigration. You will not stop this. Yeah, the vision a nation projects is far more important than the walls it builds because uh-huh. you can have all the walls in the world, but if you're projecting weakness, if you're projecting a particular mentality that, hey, come on in if you want, we're going to do nothing about it, people are going to find their way in. Mm -hmm. But if you have a a strong vision that says, no, you're going to do things our way because this is our nation and we control this nation, people are going to be deterred because they're going to know they're going to be held accountable for their behavior. And we don't have that. We have a weak leader and no vision. Yeah, well, we did have that, but uh, he tweeted mean things, so we sent him away. Uh, All right, we've got more to come, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. By the way, we didn't send him away. Other people sent him away. Uh, So this holiday season, you are going to be tempted by all sorts of like pies, cakes, puddings. I know I always say puddings. I don't know. I feel like maybe people eat pudding during the holiday season. I don't, but it sounds really delicious. But whatever the case may be, you're going to be tempted by a lot of really, really bad food for you. you got to make sure that you have Built Bars in your your life to protect you so that whenever you are craving something, whenever you are tempted, just go to the pantry, grab a built bar. You will feel like you're eating something that is junk, that it is like, a, you know, it's a chocolate bar, it's a candy bar, but it's not. It is a protein bar. So it's low in calories, it's low in sugar, uh, it's low in net carbs, and of course, high in protein. So it's going to fill you up and it's going to taste delicious. You're not going to feel like you're eating cardboard like the average protein bar. they got a ton of different flavors, so you got to go to the website, pick your poison there. They've got um, a mixed box, actually, that you can uh, get a couple of each of their regular flavors. Figure out which one you like the best. All right, you got to go to built.com. Use promo code NEWS15 over at B-U-I-L-T. That is built.com, promo code NEWS15. So uh, Alec Baldwin... Uh, <laughs> did a big interview with George Stephanopoulos. This is, is, I think, personally disgusting. It's a really great example of how Hollywood just fawns all over each other with no regard or like self-awareness to the, the idea that everyone on the outside looking in would go, this is actually really sick that you're interviewing this guy and you're making it into this big dramatic thing that we should feel sorry for him. And oh, poor Alec, that he killed someone uh, on the set of a movie. But Although I shouldn't say that because the, his new um, his new rhetoric is that he didn't actually kill anyone. It wasn't him. Uh, he didn't pull the trigger. I, I guess because guns kill people, people don't kill people, according to the left. Let's listen to uh, some clips from this interview. Watch. It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. What did you think happened? Your emotions are so clearly so right there on the surface you felt shock you felt anger you felt sadness do you feel guilt no no i feel that there is i I feel that 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 uh, someone is responsible for what happened and i can't say who that is but i know it's not me Uh, what i I don't even it's okay so hold on a second if what he's saying is that he didn't pull the trigger wouldn't the implication be that that the, there was a problem with the gun, that like the mechanism there was some? I don't know how else you're saying you didn't pull the trigger, but somehow she ended up dead. 
So then how, who would actually be responsible for that if it was a gun? I just, I'm trying like his, to connect these like dots. His, his lawyers are giving him some sort of direction on where he's going to be defended. Apparently. And, and that's, he's not being honest. I mean, Alec Baldwin... <laughs> for years has taken tragic incidents that some resulted in mm-hmm. death, some didn't result in death, particularly the Dick Cheney accident. And he's called them terrorists. Mm-hmm. He's had, he's shown no remorse, he's shown no compassion towards what Dick Cheney probably went through in accidentally shooting your friend. I mean, that's kind of a traumatic thing to have happen as an accident. Uh, and and every, a lot of people know that story. Right here, he's just shifting blame. He's, he's blamed other people. He's called Cheney a terrorist when that happened in, in his case. And here, he's taking zero responsibility. He's taking zero responsibility for the tragedy, the death that happened in terms of there were some things that need to be improved. This happened. He's simply shifting. I don't know who did it, but it's not me. Don't blame me. And that is Hollywood to a T. They are actors 100%. And when anything in real life hits them, they just deflect. Yeah. Well, they live a well, look. I'm a film producer, and they live a life where you can be a doctor one day, but there's no depth to it. Here's the deal: that is a PR firm at work in its finest. Okay, if he didn't pull the trigger, it would have been the first words out of his mouth the day it happened. You never heard anything about that that he didn't pull a trigger until weeks, not even a month later. It's a PR campaign. It's positioning for the courtroom. This is an indication of what defense is going to be. This is literally leading the jury or leading whoever, getting it out into the media. Well, he didn't pull the trigger. He didn't just say it enough, and it is so. Okay, I'm asking you to bring me a single revolver, mm. not a pistol, and the gun wasn't dropped. A pistol can fire if you drop it on the back and it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a bullet in the chamber. No gun dropped. This is a revolver. And, then t- and they keep saying prop gun. I want people to understand. A, when we say a prop car or a prop gun in movies, it's a real car. Mm. They just It's a classified thing as props. It's not like it's fake. Mm-hmm. When we have a car in a movie and we call it, hey, bring the prop car, it's a working car. Yeah. So the prop gun is not some fake, you know, it's dumb a gun, gun, a dummy. It's a yeah. real gun. You can't bring me a revolver that can fire itself. The, so, the hammer physically have to be pulled back or the trigger has to be pulled. There's no spontaneous combustion that's uh-huh. going to happen in the bullet, okay, all of a sudden. The gun was in his hands. Well, and that's so what he says is uh, in this interview, apparently he goes on to describe the scene that there's two guys. Uh, they think I'm shot pretty bad and they're kind of wilting and they have a gun and then a sound outside distracts them. And I then draw the gun at a cross draw out of my holster uh, and start to cock the pistol. I mean, he, he goes on to say that he pulled back the hammer. <laughs> so it's like... I, Which you have to do. Right. But, and he, so he's saying that he did that, but then he's like, no, I, it wasn't me. Someone else is responsible, but not me. It's, it's just, is, is it plausible it's that he pulled the hammer back and for some reason it didn't lock and it go? Well, that's as good as firing. That's as good as firing. Yeah. Somehow he, he also didn't obey the basic rules of gun safety, yeah. which is it doesn't matter if someone says cold gun. If you are operating it, you still have to check it, which is, by the way, really easy to do with a yeah. revolver. He has yeah. to check yeah. it. There's no way he gets away with it. He has to check it. It's, it's even in the rehearsal. You pointed the gun at somebody. Yeah. OK, you don't point guns. But still, here's the deal. A firing pin has to ignite the powder, and that bullet has to go out. The gun was in your hand. Here's what he's going to do. They're going to blame the props guy. Yep. They're going to blame yep. the AD, yep. the assistant yep. director. 
lowest totem, lo- right, lowest right. totem pole, fry him. Yeah. Somebody's got to pay. Someone has to pay. Someone's got to shot Alec Baldwin and get a pay. It's not going to be Alec Baldwin. All right, we've got to go to break. We'll be back. We're still over here talking about Alec Baldwin. They want to fry somebody, but yeah. how crazy it is! Well, I don't. I think he just he would just be happy if the the attention was just put off him. Right. Yeah. He doesn't care what happens to the other person as long as there's someone no, but else. Now, actually, I think he's like he's milking it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. In the in the preview, he's like starts to cry and it's like, okay, up. you're an actor. I don't believe any of this. I, don't I can't say any that he's not legitimately remorseful, and we know he agreed. The man didn't want to kill anybody. He didn't yeah. wake up this morning and go, I want to kill you know my, my DP. Of right. course not. It was an accident. Yep. But you still got to go with the truth. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, as Caleb pointed out, there's you don't get the truth anymore with anything. So, uh, all right. We we have got to go for the weekend. But first, I want to remind you guys, if you have not yet gone to wherever you get your audio podcast, subscribe, rate and review the news and why it matters. Uh, it will help more people be able to find the show. And you may see a review read like this one today from Humbly Haley, who says reliable news reporting and relatable commentary from a host and guests you can trust. My husband and I watch the news and why it matters on YouTube together every night. It's encouraging to hear from similar and sane perspectives from voices that we would be happy to have at the dinner table with us. Thank you. I love that because that's what we try to do. That's right. We try to, like, I want some dinner. We're just talking. We need to do it. We need to do a food show. We'll do it. Let's we'll set it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, so Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.